Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey people, welcome to Kurt Vonnegut Radio. This is Gabe Hudson. And this episode is called Sinead O'Connor Part 2. Her truth-telling was contagious. This is a follow-up to my original post last month about the life and recent death of Sinead O'Connor. It's also about child abuse. Because what I learned in the aftermath of my original post about Sinead O'Connor is that when you speak your truth about being a survivor of child abuse, sometimes the person who comes at you with the greatest pushback can be a family member. And I learned that when a family member does this, it feels incredibly destabilizing. If you're new here, some context. Last month, when Sinead O'Connor passed away, I wrote about how her singing Bob Marley's song, War, on SNL, and then ripping up the Pope picture back in 1992, was probably the most courageous thing any Gen X has ever done. I wrote about how Sinead, as a girl in Ireland, had endured horrific physical and sexual abuse at the hands of her mother. In my post last month on Sinead O'Connor, I also wrote about how for me personally, and for those of us from my generation who were survivors of child abuse, that Sinead O'Connor had given voice to our experience. That she taught us how to make art from our wound. And so to honor Sinead and her truth-telling, I simply came out and stated that I was a survivor of child abuse. It was in no way the central focus of the piece. You can go read it on Substack. Anyway, I found the experience of writing from the heart about Sinead and how her trajectory as an artist had inspired my own and others I know to be cathartic and the words of support I received from many of you really buoyed my spirit. But then a few days later, I found myself in the company of a family member, and the subject of my post about Sinead came up, and I asked this family member if they had read it. To which they replied in a derisive tone, quote, Yes, until I got to the part where you acted like you got the crap beat out of you 
all the time, end quote. Was I stunned and hurt and heartsick, reader? Yes, I was. Especially because the family member who said this to me wasn't even around for my childhood. My father is the one who had been physically abusive to me. And because of that, we have no communication today. I should say he probably feels terrible about what he did. And for what it's worth, I do love him. It's complicated. Because in so many ways, he was a dutiful parent. And he introduced me to literature. My parents divorced when I was five and I ended up living with my father. But I feel so strongly about the issue of child abuse and specifically the abuse I suffered at my father's hands that it is hard for me to imagine how I would benefit from having an active relationship with him. Also, I know how profoundly damaged I am because of the abuse I suffered as a child, even after years of therapy and so-called heavy lifting. Naturally, I would rather not go into the gory details, but just as an example, if you are ever near me in real life and you look at my right eyebrow, you'll see a big scar. Because when I was in the seventh grade, before school, my father, in a rage, chased me, shouting, and I ducked into the bathroom and locked the door. Now, my father is a relatively big guy. He's like 6'2", probably somewhere like 230 pounds. And so my brother, my father, he broke down the door and burst into the bathroom and immediately was hitting me. I tried to retreat by stepping into the bathtub. I ended up slipping under his blows and got a big gash over my right eye. And I had to go get stitches that morning. This is a seventh grade. And then later that day at school, when I showed up with a bandage over my right eye, I had to lie to my teachers and friends about what a klutz I was and say that I had walked into a door. I had to make a joke about it. I had to sell the lie. And that is just one of hundreds, if not thousands, of such occurrences that I endured for as far back into my childhood as I can recall. So let's talk about Sinead. If you haven't seen the recent documentary about her, Nothing Compares to You, I highly recommend it. I'm going to play a little bit of the documentary for you now. 
And what you're about to hear is she says, my parents separated when I was quite young and my mother was a very violent woman, not a healthy woman, mentally at all. She was physically and verbally and psychologically and spiritually and emotionally abusive. And I'll play that and I'll play some more and you can just hear it in her own words. Separated when I was quite young. Uh, my mother was a very violent woman, not a healthy woman, mentally at all. Um, she was physically and verbally and psychologically, spiritually and emotionally abusive. My mother was a beast and I was able to soothe her with my voice. I was able to use my voice to make the devil fall asleep. My father is the type of man that didn't want anyone talking about what happened, and that's what was wrong with me. It wasn't talked about even in the family. So if we skip ahead now in the documentary, you can hear Sinead reading from this letter that she sent to the Irish Times in 1993. Remember, this is shortly after the SNL controversy. So this letter, we're going to hear an excerpt of it. But it's very potent. It's a, It was an ad that she ran in the Irish Times. It was a plea for her mental health. She was working through stuff. Um, it's incredibly powerful to hear. So I will play that for you now. My name is Sinead O'Connor. I'm learning to love myself. I am deserving. I deserve to be treated with respect. I deserve not to be treated like dirt. I deserve to be listened to. My name is Sinead O'Connor. I am a woman. I have something to offer. I am and have always been carrying a lot of grief for my lost childhood and for the effects of its horror and violence on my life. I find it hard to be myself, to show my feelings. To get the joy, I need to release the pain which is blocking me. If I do not do this, I will not survive. I was angry before because I was frightened, but I know that if you could really listen, you'd see that we do not know what we are doing when we mock the expression of human feeling, when we scoff at the sound of our children's keening. There is a mirror into which we are not looking. There's no way I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm a battered child and the whole bloody world is going to know about it the same as they're going to know about every other battered child. They're not going to be able to shut us up just because they don't want to hear about it. And now I'm going to play this live version of Sinead O'Connor singing her song, This Is To Mother You. This is a live version from 1997. Um... And I've included the lyrics to the song uh, in the Substack post for this episode. And you can see that Sinead is clearly healing herself by trying to heal others. And if you watch the video, she looks to be exactly where she should be in the world, singing her heart out. And, um, like I said, the lyrics to this song I have included in the Substack post, so you can go check those out. This is 
Sinead, in her 50s, said, quote, They tried to bury me, but they did not know I was a seed. Thank you, Sinead. You never stop telling your truth. And I won't either. <laughs> 